So we are back from our long break. That was a cute little break. That was a cute little break. We're having technology issues, but we're back. Um, and we left off with dating in the gay Philly scene. Um, and currently right now, we are going to talk about the neighborhood versus Midtown Village. And at the end of the day, I grew up in the neighborhood, and now all of a sudden we're talking about the Midtown Village. So I feel like as a community, we're losing that safe space for the neighborhood. Like it's becoming this whole like other Mecca, which I love all these like cute little trendy restaurants. And I think it's great that new developments coming in and, you know, the Midtown Village is creating this whole thing. But Bitch, if you go on Google Maps and you zoom in, it still says the neighborhood. So what are your intakes on that really quickly? Let me go first because I know someone else's opinion. Uh, I love the neighborhood. I think it is so fun to just go out, you know, take some time away and have uh, a little key and tea with some sisses, hang out, get some dance on, get some drink on, have a, have, have a night, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice all-inclusive space. Where everyone can feel kind of accepted and, you know, kind of get together and just have a little party. So that's my thoughts on it. What about you, Derek? Um, Gabriel is trash. Okay, why? Um, and the reason why I say it's trash is because, number one, it was for the gays. And now it's turned into all the streets. The bars don't know how to expand and make room for people. Is a.k.a. Tavern on Kamak. Um, and I feel as though it's turned into covers charging people more when it used to be our safe space because we have all these heterosexual people coming into play, which we're always welcome. You know, we always want everyone to be welcome and have fun Mm -hmm. with us. But I feel as though it's not the way it used to be. And then I feel as though it's the same repetitive thing as of no one's open to doing new ideas. I always Uh believe instead of doing show tunes every fucking Sunday and singing our Disney art, you know, nights out, how about we do like an R&B night so we can open it up to maybe the rest See, of the culture, I would, a.k.a. the black culture. I would love that. And I, I'm going to touch on one other subject that you said about the neighborhood. is, you know, I, I do agree that, you know, there are a lot of heterosexual people. And I think it's important to have that one or two places that are primarily gay. And, you know, you can really focus on that. Um, another Another side comment is that, you know, we say... Gay Straight Alliance, and we want that alliance, Absolutely. and we want people to, right. you know, you know, stand for us and really like support us or whatever. So, allowing straight people to come into a, a bar that's a, kind of a safe space for gays, I think, is important, and I think it, you know, ties those two groups together. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. I, you know, I, you know, I grew up in the when it was just the neighborhood, not you know this Midtown Village slash the neighborhood. That is, um, and. I feel like, again, going back to, to even different cities, like D.C., for example, are losing all these gay clubs, and it's supposed to be someone's safe haven. And to piggyback off of what you said, Adam, it's like, you know, we want to practice, like, we want to be accepted, and, you know, maybe it's time for us to practice this whole gay-straight alliance. And that I get, and I totally respect that. Like, I really, you know, don't believe in labels. Like, you love who you love. Like. Yikes. 
But even in our own community, like, gays love to put a fucking label on things. Yes, the hell yep. they do. It, mm, I'm going to wait till my turn. It's tough because, you know, you want those places, like I said, that are, like, very, like, gay-specific and you don't have to worry about anything else. And you, you know everyone's kind of on the same page. But also, you do want those alliances and you do want straight people to kind of be for the gays and with the gays because we've come such a long way through, you know, not being able to, like you know, receive health care and we can be fired from jobs. And I think, you know, Trump is allowing it to go backwards, but that's a whole other mm. podcast, that's a whole other four-hour yes. venue that I could Give talk all day us, about. Yes. But, you know, excuse me. I think, um, it, you know, it's tough just okay. because you have all those gays that want to be like, this is our bar, but then they also want to be like, well, when I went to 7-Eleven, I got, you know, called a, a faggot. And it's like, well, you have those people that are in your bar that are saying, right. I'm with you, I'm here, there's no judgment, but you want it to be a, a hookup fest. So I think it's that fine line of realizing how lucky you are to have all those people in your place that are for you and with you and stand with you. But, it, you know, on the other side of that, it's like we, we want to have our own, you know, space to dance and be free and kind of do our thing without all of that. Right. So it's, it's a fine line. It's tough. No, I totally agree. Um, speaking of the gayborhood, what was your first gay bar in Philly that you went to? Darren? Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Just which one was it? Oh, Eye Candy. I used to get buses and take all the straight people from college at Rowan University to Eye Candy. So Eye Candy was my first gay club. And guess what? Eye Candy... I was able to get in when I was under 21. And well, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm going to tell my age again. Oh. Before it was oh, my candy, girl. It was 12 air commands. And again, bitch, I used to get in there with my fake idea all the time. So I get it. Adam, what was your first gay club in Philly? My first gay club, I think, was... It was either Woody's or Tavern, and I can't remember which. And again, it was with that same ex that we dare not speak his name, but we um, don't have to speak her yeah, name. Yeah, and we won't. Um, but no, I think it was. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with Woody's. Okay, mine was Woody's as well, and I'll never forget this night. It used to be on what us older gays used to be, or what the older gays back then, when I was a younger gay, used to be called Chicken Night. And that was on Wednesdays you can get in with your high school ID. And honey, by ninth period the next day in high school, yes. I was tired. Er. But anyway. Oh, well, listen. I think that this, you said mid-village. I don't know what that is. I just know it is neighborhood. I'm hoping, this is what I'm hoping. After Rona, which I love her. I'm not going to lie. I love Rona. She does love Rona. I love Rona. Because Rona allowed me to be able to hang out with my friends more. Because she... we had to stay in the house. And you know I'm a house person. Rona is nasty, but she is that bitch. She is that bitch. So with Rona, I will say that it's definitely did. I'm hoping that now that it's happened, maybe Gabriel can do a little bit more diversify. Because I understand we did... You know, eye candy is now, what is it now? Taboo. Taboo, and I get that. But I'm still waiting for maybe the Tavern to switch it up a little bit. I'm waiting for these, I'm going to say it straight. I'm waiting for these white motherfucking establishments to switch it up and give it a little bit more diversified music. Because that would allow those little white men and Twinkies to maybe open their ears to listen to something a little I think what you said about... 
you know, show tune Sundays yes. is very valid. You know, we could do our show tune Sundays. I get, I get Maybe show tunes are like a staple in the gay community, and you know, give me a nice R&B night. Every once in a while, it is nice to go out and just be like, oh, like you know, everyone's here, everyone's getting together, show tune Sunday, whatever. Yeah. But every like you know, once a month, can we do an R and B night, a slow jams night, nineties night, eighties night, night, black queens night? I'll give them all my money. Something that's a little bit more well inclusive of everybody. No, I totally agree. Well, I'm gonna throw complete shade because I am sick and tired of Philly gay bars not getting fucking DJs. Okay, Okay. a house DJ isn't a fucking DJ. It's a house (laughs) DJ that you pay. Nine dollars an hour for. I go to all these other cities and I get all my fucking You're right. clean we went fucking to Miami DJs. Got everything. I'm sick and tired of it. Like I'm not paying ten dollars to get upstairs. Woody's for what? The person you hired two weeks ago to DJ <laughs> on his laptop? No, I'm not. I'm not for it. And that's what I hate about the neighborhood. Yeah. But I love all the gays. Absolutely. Anyway, moving on. So, at this particular moment, I'm going to do something a little cute because we've been spilling tea all fucking night. Yeah. And tonight, I'm going to do something a little different. Oh. So, each of us here on our little panel, myself, Mikey, Derek, and Adam, are going to call this thing, Is It Reading or Just Plain Shade? (laughs) Honey. I love this. I love this. Okay, honey. I love this. So... Who wants to go first? Um, Do you want me to go first? Maybe you should go you first. You should go first. Set, so we set the stage. Okay. Okay. You are in control of this. This is your show. Okay. You should go first. Okay, let's set the stage. So I... We're going to consider it either reading or shade. Okay. But we all know it's going to be shade. All right, okay. Absolutely. So my shade... And we all have to be quiet during this. Absolutely. Everyone has their stories. So mine... Shade goes out to all those privileged patties out there with your oversized Vera Bradley floral bags and your 1999 hatchbag Subarus. And all those turns out there with your knockoff Lululemon leggings with your messy Sunday buns and your venti no-foam macchiatos. Your asses are tired. You're closed-minded with your all-lives-matter racist, uneducated asses. I call motherfucking shade. Preach. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Preach. I mean, it's shade. I can't okay. stand these white women. All right. So I guess my, is mine really a shade or a rant? So I, I guess it's the well, same. Well, it's a reader or a shade. Go ahead, girl. So I think I'm going to call it facts. I'm going to call it shade facts. It's shade facts. Okay. I'm going to call it that. Okay. Shady facts. So I have been observing all of these white Caucasian men in Philadelphia. Oh, actually, not in Philadelphia. All around the world who I'm friends with on Facebook. And I feel as though during this pandemic and things that are happening, especially as Black Lives Matter, these men that sit there and say, I love black men. I love them. Everything about them are the first ones that are not sharing or trying to support any of the Black Lives Matter movement. And instead, they're just sitting here posting about Lady Gaga's whatever the fuck is called, Cramdemic, which I love her, but her fucking album and Ariana Grande and posting their fucking husbands naked and shit and pepping them out to other motherfucking whores and shit. I feel as though they're fucking fake. They're phony. Don't sit there and say you like black men because black men are just what to you? A fucking kinky fetish for you. 
That's my fucking shade. And that's that's a read. Is that a read or a shade? That's a read, girl, because that's Ooh. facts. The shade, girl. Facts. I, I feel like shade is a, a personal attack. I feel like a read is. <laughs> a read is don't a bad sit there and say you love black men, but when the time comes. I'm gonna be quiet and not say anything because I'm observing and I don't want to say nothing. Because honest. I'm not no motherfucking fetish. I deserve a ring on my finger. I deserve to be date. And I also deserve that all my people, you need to be sharing shit. Don't share no little black little motherfucking screen on your Instagram and Facebook. Share multiple things because guess what that's you telling can't me? Have a black you can't for me. You bitch. can't have a black square without any police brutality stories or anything. Or trying kind to of... at least go to a protest or anything. That's fucking fake and phony. So stop trying to stay here and use us for our big black dicks. Your story's got to say more than your post of a little Facts. black square. I, I mean, like that's basically. Facts. And you know what that's called? Small dick energy. <laughs> anyway, um, what is your read or shade of the night, girl? Okay, so on a little bit of a lighter note, my read is going to be that Quaker's Oats bitch. I've been seeing her since I was a little kid. And she ain't never changed up her look. You know, and, and, and with the Philly podcast, it is important to touch on the fact that many people think that she was modeled after William Penn. She was not. And her name is Larry, and she ain't changed shit in years. She got her little ascot. She got her little hat. She ain't never straightened out those perm curls. She is a big, fat mess. She made good-ass oatmeal, but she got to step it up in the looks department. Let's be honest. Oh, girl, I don't even think I want to clack my fan for that because that was just a read, girl. That's a big read, bitch. Step it up from 1866 or 2020, bitch. We are basically going to take a quick 12-second break, mm-hmm. and we are going to come back with what we look forward to every fucking week on All the Sean, and it is the John of the Week. Stay tuned. So we are back, and I am going to introduce to you the John of the Week. It's me, isn't it? Girl, you wish. (laughs) So this is the part of the podcast where me, Mikey, introduces the John of the Week. The John of the Week this week is... So we all heard about Frank Rizzo, right? Yes. Philly, well, this week's John of the Week is the fucking Frank Rizzo statue. And you ask yourself, why the John of the Week is a statue? Let me spread some Philly news for you out there. Frank Rizzo was the mayor in the city of Brotherly Love from 1972 to 1980. And before that was the Philadelphia Commissioner from 1968 to 1971. 
Frank Rizzo was known for his strong opponent of desegregation in Philadelphia when running for the third term. His slogan was, are you ready for this? Vote white. Mm, trash. During his tenure, he engaged in police brutality and disregards to constitutional rights, especially in the black community of Philadelphia. On July 16th, 1991, the piece of shit had a fucking heart attack and died. Good. I didn't shed no fucking tears. I'm telling you right there. I'd give two shits about that motherfucker. In 1998, they erected a statue of this piece of shit racist on the steps of the municipal building across from City Hall. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. 22 years later, on Saturday, May 30th, 2020, it was defaced and targeted in the protests and riots for George Floyd. Bye. Bye, girl. Four days later, in the cloak of night, it was removed by our current mayor of Philly, Jim Kenny. Honey, you need to do what every other fucking city and country is doing. Getting rid of these fucking racist fucking things that America was supposedly built on. Oh, stop it. The redneck's theater is a modern history. Of course. Throw them in the fucking river is what I say. So, that is our John of the Week. The fucking Frank Rizzo statue is no longer there. So... Hopefully, we need to do better, Philly. We I need think to do the John is the fact that she ain't there no more. Thank God. Yes, I love that. Ugh. So, to kind of flip scripts we don't fuck with the on this topic of statues, let's turn the negative piece of shit into a positive part of our talk here and talk about one of Philly's legends. <gasps> oh my God, this is about your dad, Adam. My dad sold cars. <laughs> so, get ready. <laughs> Well, to hear about his life. Well, Adam, I feel like it's a bigger icon, and you're you're from Scranton, so I don't think it has anything to do. Oh, no, and that makes total sense because my mom put on braces. She's an orthodontic technician. Oh my, my god, dad sold cars in Scranton, and you know we don't want to get into massive celebrities. We want to get into more local celebrities. So I guess you can switch gears. All right, we'll switch gears. We'll talk about you on another podcast. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, great. So one of our guests. To the podcast this week. Obviously, we're talking to Derek, but his name isn't just Derek. It's Derek fucking Frazier. Stop it. You know, I have an OnlyFans. You can't. I that. love this. <laughs> well, I'm going to subscribe and I'm done. So, I Derek. $50 it's fine. I can pay it. <laughs> so, we're going to talk to Derek Frazier. And obviously, if we're looking into it, Frazier, if you're from Philly, we obviously know that last name. So we're obviously talking to Derek Frazier, the son to the well-known Philadelphia boxer, Smoking Joe Frazier. And speaking of statues, on September 12th, 2015, a statue was erected down by the Philadelphia Sports Complex at Xfinity Live of the famous boxer himself. So Derek, let's close out the show. Who was Smokin' Joe Frazier? What was it like yes. growing up with having a father like Smokin' Joe Frazier? And I'm going to try to make it short because I know we got to close out the short, the, excuse me, the show. And I know we've been talking a lot because, you know, we've been drinking. But I will say my father was one of the greatest fighters of all time. 
Um, he's from Beaufort, South Carolina. I never, no, I have been there actually. It's hot as fuck. Okay, it's very hot there. Uh, my father, at a young age, dropped out of high school. Um, he went for his boxing career up in New York, and he landed his way with a trainer from Philadelphia. Um, and my father is known for having one of the greatest fights of all time. There's nothing without it. Fuck all this UC, uh, UFC shit bullshit. There would be no fighting without Muhammad Ali and Smoking Joe Frazier. Um, so having him as a father and a legend in Philadelphia was absolutely beautiful. Um, I was able to learn basically what Philadelphia was through my father and growing up, I will say it was very difficult because of the fact that people always stopped you for a damn picture autograph and I was always late to school. So when you sit there and say, why is Derek late? I, it's just in my blood. I can't help it. Um, but having that type of figure, um, as a father and especially a statue that I believe was long overdue because Rocky is a fake character, which is based off of my father. In case people don't know, if you look at the history, Rocky is my father that they literally stole the story from him. And people from Fairmount know that because we've had those conversations in Fairmount about Rocky. The funniest thing is, Derek, not to like kind of pause you. Like, no, obviously, like Philadelphians love the Rocky movies, but love it. The funniest thing is, I feel like the Rocky statue should have been moved to the sports complex. And no, like, Rocky statue should have well, been somewhere else. Like, I, I think the, sh- the statue should have been reversed. That's what I was getting at. But I was so can really, I get- really interrupted. <laughs> what I was going to say was, I feel like your father's statue should be at the art museum. Can I tell you the story behind that? Tell me the story. Real quick. And then we got to close the story. So there was a... When we first were talking about the statue, they wanted to remove the Rocky statue. Did they? Yes. To put my father's statue there. And when that happened, I remember our family saying, you know, we're not... We're not second. We're not going to take this man's spot. Right. You know, we don't need right. the Chinese and every all these other countries from out of country coming in and saying, oh, where's the Rocky statue? Who's this random black man? Because they don't know their history and don't know where right. it's from. Right. We wanted a fresh new spot. And I was very excited for Xfinity Live because I'm thinking about the young culture. I'm thinking about the kids of our future. I'm thinking about people knowing who my father is. And that's why I try my best to do things, which I really do need to take the time now that... We have a lot of downtime. I was planning to do a mini docu- uh, documentary with Adam and his brother that really can tell exactly the real story of what it's like growing up being Joe Frazier's son, especially me being 28 years old. Um, and when they told us that, I said, we need to keep it Xfinity because guess what? This is going to educate those young people that go and drink and right. the Phillies and the Eagles and stuff right. like that. They can actually be like, oh my God, Joe Frazier's, Joe Frazier, who right. is that? Who is that? Because people like don't know, but people like should know I feel who like that is. I feel like it's more of a story there. So Correct. now I totally get your point. Yeah, so it was like, Rocky can stay there. That's for fun and show. I understand my dad with Jim was in North Philly and cool like that. But being down at Xfinity allows people to spark that conversation. And you can't miss it because it's right there in the fucking So middle. that's my next question. So yes, people please. coming from out of Philly who are, you know, coming from Jersey or, you know, people who have friends that are coming over here and they go into all these games and they stop at the Xfinity Live. Where exactly is it? Is it like... Oh, baby, it is right in front of Xfinity Live. When it's time for them to check your ID because they think you're underage and it's time for you to go in, it's right there. So when you go to the the Philly Stadium, you look across the street, boom, it's right there in the corner. You go to the Eagle Stadium, um, you might be able to see it when you pass it. 
you know, the Flyer Stadium, you'll pass it, but Philly Stadium, you could definitely see it. Cool. And you'll see it right when you walk in. It's beautiful. Please take pictures. Send them to me. I love it. I need to go see it and take some pictures anyway. I, to be it's honest, so cool. I, I would feel, love to get you guys together and take some pictures. Well, it's so it. funny because I was going to say, I feel like a bad friend. I really want to go. No, please. I would love to get that. So maybe if Rona decides to show her ugly face somewhere else, we can go. No, girl, we can go near our right. Shit, right. Rona ain't going to okay. stop us from going outside and taking a picture with a statue. Right. I would love to get the boys together and take a picture because totally. here's my thing. I really need to take the time to really, like, Adam and his brother literally were like, Let's do it. And I want to give mm-hmm. Adam's brother and him a good project that I know can maybe potentially, like... Take off. Take off. Because I'm going to do it really raw. I'm putting, cool. like, my mom involved. And I really want to do it because the thing about it is that there's deeper... We don't have time, you know, and whatnot. But there's a deeper side to what it was like being the young, the last son of Joe Frazier. Because there's 11 the of us. <laughs> the gay. Right. Yes. And people don't really understand what it was like growing up in Philadelphia, having that type of father figure and whatnot. And I really want to do something really cool where it's like so raw and real. No, I think it'd be great. Absolutely. To kind of rewind a little bit. And also showing up my lifestyle with you guys to show like, I'm not just born and based. Right, of course. But like, I had to like, (laughs) thank you for making that face, you platinum blonde bitch over there. Um, But... Being able to show people that I want—I think about the young generation because I work with kids. Right. I really want people to understand there would not be no fucking boxing without Ali and Joe Frazier. And what sucks is that we don't have fighters like that to keep that up because right. now everyone's into no. I totally UFC. agree. I totally UFC. Agree. I totally agree. Um, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I feel like the first time I met your father was in fifth grade at St. Francis. So I <laughs> had yes, no, no. No. No? When I was in fifth grade. Oh, so I was at St. Francis. You weren't yet. even there. So I remember this time I had a nun teaching me. Her name was Sister Jean. She was in my fifth grade teacher. She and I guess your father knew each other. Uh, I guess from St. Francis or whatever. Oh, okay. And I remember being a safety at St. Francis and... Your father. Well, that's another podcast. So please tell me you got pictures of you being a safe. Possibly. And your father came down to meet Sister Jean, and that's why I met your dad. Oh my god. I don't think I ever told you that story. So you should have been nice to me when I fucking met you the first time, you fake ass bitch. Anyway. (laughs) And I just want to (laughs) say, what is so funny? I just want to say, I know this is going to be a whole other podcast, but yeah, my mom did. (laughs) My mom did put on braces from. 2009 to 2017 and uh you know my dad my dad is has not only sold cars but is still selling cars today so we can so i I know you wanted to get the less famous out of the way first and just kind of get it done with but we will talk about my family and this is why i love the regular degular show this is why i'm hold on you got your time we will talk about my family down the line so Get excited. So I have a question, Adam. Does your family have a statue in Scranton? Oh. They have several thousand statues across the United States. Oh. Uh, you can go and look them up. I'm not... I, You know, a lot of things happen there. A lot of protest riots, things like that happen at their statues. So I don't want to say their names because I don't want to cause more destruction. But yeah, you can go and look them up. Just look up Car Salesman Scranton and look up uh, Orthodontic Technician Scranton and you will find them. They're super famous. You so. can never do a podcast with us again. 
I love it. Anyway, so we are coming. My parents aren't boring, but go ahead. So we are coming to the close of this week. No! It was such a pleasure having you. It's like on a serious level. Like oh I, I had so much fun. And this was your first podcast that you did in person yes. with somebody. I mean... Even love that you started the a podcast. Unfortunate that you started during Corona. So I'm glad that we could be your first, you know, like in IRL, real life yes. type of no, like, guest. I, I totally agree. I feel like it was more different because like I was vibing off of a FaceTime iPad with all my other guests and with you guys sitting right here, vibing, drinking, having a great time. It was such a fucking blast. And you know what? It's so much easier to become off the cuff when you have a knife at your throat in person. Of course. <laughs> I do want to say thank you so much for having us. And I'm so proud of you for doing this because, you know, it's going to take off. It's going to take time, but it's going to take off. And we're all here to support you. And I think that the more you do and the more you bring people and whatnot, even though you probably give us Corona because you're in person. But I just appreciate your how much work you put into this show and... I really do respect that because my black ass ain't got time for that. I make Adam do all the work. Listen, so this, I, word, this word doc you sent us, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, she is one. She is not playing. Listen, she I'm is. trying to be real legit about it. And I appreciate that. And you got it. You got to keep going. Yeah. Even if we love one follower, queen. guess what? One follower turns into 10. 10 turns into 20. 20 turns into 50. And it just keeps on going. And we, and we love a professional queen, just like my parents who are car salesmen's <laughs> and uh, orthodontic technicians. I'm going to take a strong You pause. can never bring us back to this a show. strong pause. Anyway, no, I appreciate it. I loved being with you guys tonight. It's always a blessing to come over here and hang out with you two. I love you guys to Thank death. You. Love you. Um, And, yeah, no, I, you know, and just to kind of give you an overall um on the show so far. So far, I have, you know, it's not a lot, but I've had 65 starts on my podcast. Yes. Since episode one, over three weeks ago, and, and we'll give you some more. And as of right now, I have not a lot, but I have thirteen followers. So I feel like a lot of people are just like tuning in to listen. They don't know how to work Spotify, but we're gonna get there. But can I tell you something? What matters is that you have people to support you. So yes. we're here. Whatever we can do for our platform, because you're a part of us, yes. and you do videos with us for the regular uh, yeah. show, we're gonna do the same. So we will yes. make sure to plug you in for our video. No, I loved, I loved the topics, and I had Me so much too. fun. Me too. I've had this much fun since Adam fucking fell down the fucking steps one time. I've had this much fun in a long time. Derek loves when I fall on the steps, but no. I, I, and to echo kind of what Derek said, you know, I love your podcast platform, and if you want. You know, more broad audience. I can I, I can bring in my mom who used to put on braces, and I can bring in my dad who sells in cars. This show, he and they stop. have they have a lot of followers, so I'll, I'll let us do our plugs. Well, I am just out. so excited. So, really quick before we close, you guys out for the for the evening. These two. I Yourself personally or the regular regular I'm show? not. I'm not here to promote myself. I'm okay. here to promote Go. the show that makes me be as silly as I am because my Instagram's too serious. Okay, so, so how we the regular regular show. Let me spell it out. V T H E regular R E G U L A R regular D E G U L A R show, and that is the same S H O W. 
Thank show. you. Thank you. Show. Sure. I hope they know how to spell show. <laughs> if not, they need to go back to college or go get their EDD, whatever, from high school or take community classes on 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 community college in Philadelphia. I don't know. Or spell it in Siri. But I will say this. You can follow that on Instagram and also TikTok. We're doing a lot more on our TikTok that involves more of our friends. And we'll post up to our Instagram so we can keep those people involved. Because some people still ain't with the TikTok game, which I don't know why. Um, but if you guys have any you know, ideas, we love it. We'll come back. We'll do another podcast, hopefully, on All This John. Because All This John's going to be the shit soon. And I cannot wait. And I'm glad to be a part of the movement. Go ahead, Mr. Noon. And I'll say this. We also have a YouTube channel, which is also YouTube.com slash The Regular Degular Show. T-H-E-R-E-G-U-L-A-R-D-E-G-U-L-A-R-S-H-A-O-W. Uh, that's the regular day of the show. And we've only done three episodes on there. Listen, I got a full-time job, bitches, and y'all ain't paying me. So if you want to start a donation, let me know. Um, but no, we love to do... Uh, and we would love to have you on the show when we bring it back. We're yep. going to bring it back this fall. We're going to do some videos this summer. I think so. We're going to bring it back this fall. This fall, we'll be having some YouTube comedy as well as our TikTok and Instagram, which we also have Correct. year-round. So. And we're going to do more of like reactions to shows. So you guys got a little sneak peek. But Michael, thank you so much for inviting us on this podcast. It has been absolutely amazing. And you know, I, I had so much fun talking no, about these No, I topics. appreciate it. And again, this is just the first episode. I'm sure you guys are going to be on it again. Oh, 15. Oh, no, you got no choice, At least 15 girl. times this hey, year. Of course, we're gonna just call it all this John slash the regular decular show. We're gonna take over your platform. All uh, this regular decular John. Well, I'm gonna need some fucking donations. Uh, anyway, no, it was a pleasure, and I thank you guys for it. So we are gonna close out the night. On next week's episode of All This John, we talk thirty somethings. Do you feel old yet, or is it just a fucking number? With one of my best friends, Lewis, aka Pablo. Oh, I'm going to be on that one. I'm going to be on that one, too. A.K.A. Gloria Estefan. Are you doing this in Poca Poca? A.K.A. Beepa, where we talk life after 29 in the mountains of Pennsylvania. Oh, my God. In the Poconos for my best friend, Lewis's Big 30. In closing, if you like what you heard today and you want to subscribe to All The Sean, get yourself a Spotify, girl, and follow us at All This John. You can also, all this John. Yes, all this John. You can follow us on Twitter at all this John. <gasps> you have a Twitter? Yes. Oh my god. Okay, I'm on it. Bitch, I'm trending. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or you can follow me on my personal Instagram at mm-hmm. gets underscore your underscore life. And life is not spelled L Y. L I. L I, girl. It's spelled L Y F E. I got you, girl. I give life. Honey. Yes, you do. So it's G E T underscore Y O U R underscore L Y F E on Instagram. Okay. If you want to slide into my DMs and want your questions answered on All the Sean, email us at allthesean at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, Philly, have a good fucking night. <laughs> <laughs>